Hey there, everyone. Thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of the Offstage Podcast. This is episode four of our first season that we're calling the Q&A. My name is Sam Schneider. I'm the media director here at Refuge, and I have a truly amazing guest with me here today that I would love to introduce to you. This is Tim Kleiner. He's on staff at Refuge as well, and he could introduce himself far better than I. So, Tim, why don't you take it away? Sure. Well, it's a pleasure to be here today. My name is Tim Kleiner. I serve on staff here at Refuge as the financial director, so I'm excited about the, the, the question for today. Absolutely. And Tim has such a vast knowledge of the Bible. It constantly amazes me whenever I have a conversation with him about the scriptures or whether we're talking just theology in general. It's 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 promising to be a fantastic conversation today. So I'm super excited. So the question that was submitted for this podcast, Tim, is what are some good tools to help me study the Bible? And then there's a bit of a clarification here. It says, I have a hard time staying focused and often get distracted with other things. So kind of a two-parter here. How can we, or what are some tools, I should say, to help us study the Bible? And how can we, I guess, be more diligent or be more focused when we do? Sure. Because I can definitely relate to this question. Mm -hmm. You know, there's been times where, you know, it, sitting down and taking time to read in a fast-paced life or when everything's like, all over the place, sitting down and taking time to read the word can be tough for sure. So I would love to hear your yeah. thoughts. So what I would say first is um, Jesus, when discussing prayer, um, he mentioned when you pray, shut the door mm. and go off in secret. And I think um, the word is when you approach God's word, it should always be in prayer. And sometimes we just have to go off to ourselves and shut the door. Absolutely. And that, I think that is not just a physical act, but just uh, uh, metaphorically. Mm. We have to shut the door on the world around us, the distractions of life, and get alone and to seek God and His presence. And really, first and foremost, His presence is found in the Word. Um, so, um, yeah. That's great. No, that's fantastic. You know, like the physical act of shutting the door obviously, you know, can can deter the the physical distractions, but I think that the mental closing of the door to the world around yeah. us is uh, sometimes that very difficult part cuz you know, you'll always be thinking about what's going on at work or what do I have to get done tomorrow or, you know, maybe you're you're in a different season of life than I am. You have three kids, you know, I have a I have a little one on the way, mm -hmm. but you're always thinking about their needs and how to best take care of them and so how yeah. how what's some advice for helping kind of close off that door mentally? so what i do and i know everyone's different when they read the scriptures um, some people will read um, the bible off their mobile device or an ipad or something i don't do that mm -hmm. and because if i do um, i'm going to be flooded with text message i'm going to be tempted to check my email yeah. or social yeah. media so what i do in the morning um, first thing that i do is I will um, silence my phone, I'll, I'll put it on Do Not Disturb, and I'll just use a physical Bible to, to read the, the, the Scripture. Absolutely. And one of the advantages of using a physical Bible versus a mobile device, and again, everyone's different, um, is that you have a memory of where things are at. Mm -hmm. um, and so you become aware of where things are are located in the scripture, and it's almost to the point where it, it's it's um, it becomes a part of you, just like your right arm. Yeah. When yeah. you have 
a Bible that you that you are familiar with, that you know where things are located at. Um, it helps you um, get more out of the scriptures, and you, there's less distractions if you were to use a, a mobile device. Absolutely. So, and you know, and there's are there are study tools that you can get. Um, I was just going to ask you about. I, that. I I would recommend everyone to get a good um, study Bible. Mm-hmm. A good study Bible will have. Um, it's a commentary. It's a Bible atlas. It's a lexicon. It will have all those things in there to help you get started. Um, one thing with study Bibles, though, there are a few out there that that are very, very good. But with study Bibles, you still have to be careful because um, you will have um, um, theological leanings of that organization that put out that that particular study Bible. Sure. So that's just something to to be aware of. But a good study Bible is definitely great. Um, sometimes I'm often asked. Um, what is the thing that I should study? Yeah. Because you have um, all these books in, in the Bible. It's a very common question. There's um, the Old Testament. So the New what Testament. should I study? And so sometimes people want to start in the Old Testament. Some people want to start in, in the New Testament. And so what I really encourage, especially if you're a new believer, if you just can, come to, um, came to Christ, um, really find out who you are in Christ mm, first. That's good. And so there is power in the prepositions. Mm. And so what do I mean by that? Yeah, can you expand on yeah. that? Yeah, so the Apostle Paul in his writings, in the epistles, those are the letters that he wrote to the churches. And he used different phrases, prepositions. Um, some of them are in Christ, in Him, in whom. Mm. And so those show you who you are in Christ, what you have in Christ. They reveal to you your identity. And so, so many times people in today's, in today's day and age, you hear them go through an identity crisis. Right, right. But a Christian should never have an identity crisis. Mm, and so um, the, the epistles really show you who you are. So if there's a place to start off with, start off in, in the epistles. Sure. Look up those verses that start off with those prepositions, in Christ, in Him, and in whom. And there's a, about 130 of them. Write them down, put them in your notes on your phone, and just read them throughout the, the day. So one of them would be um, um, 2 Corinthians 5.17. If any person be in Christ, he is a new creature or a new person. Yeah, there's that preposition yeah. there. And so you just read that and you speak that throughout the day in Christ I am a new person absolutely what I was in the past is gone I'm new absolutely and so that that really is the heart of the gospel and so one uh, one person said um, the gospels the four gospels Matthew Mark Luke and John they are um, a proclamation of the gospel. You see Jesus going to the cross. You see what he did there. Um, you see the work that that was accomplished there in his, in his resurrection. And then um, they said the book of Acts is a demonstration of the gospel. Mm. And so you see miracles, signs, and wonders happening after the proclamation of the gospel took place. But then he said the epistles are the explanation of the gospel. And so we need 
the proclamation, we need the demonstration, but we need the explanation of the gospel. And it's really the explanation that will cause us to grow up and mature in Christ. That's really good. Um, and so it's, it's having that foundation starting off uh, of who you are in Christ. And that only comes when you're daily in God's Word. Absolutely. Um, I know for me, if I am not in the Word of God on a daily basis, um, we have this flesh, this sinful human nature that we have to deal with. And I know that if I don't renew my mind to the Word, change the way I'm thinking according to what God's Word says, I will automatically gravitate in who I was before Christ. Yeah. And so really, the Word of God then um, has to be a governor of our life. It should govern what we think, it should govern how we speak, and then it should govern how we um, act towards towards other people. That's really and good. so um, I say this all, all the time, um, we have to train ourselves, no matter what situation that we are in, to train ourselves to automatically think, what does the Word of God say? Yeah. So if we're faced with a trial, if we're faced with a circumstance, we always have to go back to what does the Word of God say. Absolutely. And that really comes from a daily meditation on, on, his, on his Word. Absolutely. Absolutely. Because, you know, we, we as Christians, as the body of Christ, we know that the Word of God is truth, right? That mm -hmm. every word in there is true. It's the literal Word of God that he's given us here today for, for knowledge and understanding of him and his nature and his kingdom. And, you know, I think you know, one, one thing that can maybe be tough for people if, if they're just getting into reading the Bible or they're trying to comprehend mm -hmm. something like the old Testament, um, you know, they can, they can read and read and read, but maybe not understand. And so sort of yeah. like you're saying here with the epistles as an explanation, you know, have you ever maybe found yourself like reading and not understanding? And what's, what's a way that you can sort of gain that understanding? What are some resources that are available yeah. to people out there for that? So a good study Bible is is one right, of like them. We talked about um, there yeah. are different commentaries that are out there that will help you. Um, but really, if you're approaching the Word of God, just in a, not just in a study aspect, but just in your daily devotions, one thing that I recommend is, is just talk to God. Ask God before you begin, Lord, show me, reveal me in the Word what you want me to see. Absolutely. Um, and so uh, in the epistles, the, the book of Ephesians, um, Paul actually prays this prayer, and he's praying this prayer for the church at Ephesus. But the Bible wasn't just written to Christians or believers mm -hmm. in that time period. It is written for us today. Right. And so these prayers are just as powerful, just as spirit-anointed as they were back then. So we can actually pray these prayers for ourselves. And so in Ephesians chapter 1, verse uh, 15, uh, Paul says this, For this reason, because I have heard of your faith in the Lord Jesus and your love toward all the saints, I do not cease to give thanks for you, remembering you in my prayers. And then he goes again, and he, ta and he says what he's praying for, and he prays for three things mm -hmm. for these believers at Ephesus. Um, he says that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give you a spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of Him. Mm. So when we approach God's Word, 
we can pray, God, give me a spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of you. Absolutely. And then he asks for the, and these three things here, um, having the eyes of your hearts enlightened that you may know what is the hope to what he has called you. So as I'm reading God's word, I want to know the expectation, the hope that God's called me to. Yeah. yeah and then number sure. two, what are the riches of the glorious in inheritance that's in the saints? So in other words, because we're believers in Christ, we have an inheritance. We have things that belong to us. And as I'm reading the word, I, I'm praying, God, show me yeah. in your word the things that belong to, to me, things that are mine because I am one with, with you through, through Christ. And then number three, um, that I would know the exceeding greatness of your power which you demonstrated in Christ when you raised him from the dead. And so that we would have an understanding, a knowledge of that same power that raised Jesus from the dead, because that same power that raised him from the dead is for us, available to us, and is within us. And it's only by revelation, by God revealing that to our hearts, that we will come to an understanding of, of, of that. Um, we can never live a successful Christian life without being in the word and knowing these, these truths. So true. Yeah. I really appreciate all of the knowledge and the wisdom that you shared here, Tim. You know, I was, as you were sharing with me just now, I was thinking like a, like a willingness is so important or, uh, an openness to receive is so important, mm -hmm. right? Because just like God's free gift of salvation to us, it has to be something that we want, right? Right. So if we're reading the Bible and we're trying to actually gain revelation from it, we have to, we have to really want that, right? Right. We have to, right. we have to have a desire to be mm -hmm. able to, to receive the, the, what is the will of God for our lives from the scriptures? And so I don't know if maybe you have any scripture to back that up as we kind of bring things to a close here, if you have any closing thoughts you want to share. Yeah, well, um, the Apostle Paul also mentions this verse. Um, he mentions, I count everything loss for the surpassing worth of knowing Christ Jesus. Mm. And so he counted knowing Christ, and that knowing there is an intimate knowing. Right. He counted that as the supreme treasure of his life. Mm. And you cannot know Christ that intimately uh, without being in the Word of God, Absolutely. without being in the Scripture. Right. So it's not just valuing or treasuring Jesus, but we treasure His Word, we value His Word, and just becoming passionate about God, Absolutely. being passionate about what the Word says. And so, um, um, real quickly, the Apostle Paul also said, all Scripture is breathed out by God. Right. And so that word breathed out is one word in Greek. It means it's it's the word theonoustos, means God breathed. And that word noustos, the root word of noustos is the words for spirit. Hmm. So his spirit, his life, his DNA is contained in the word of God. Wow. And so, so when cool. you get his word in you, his word's full of life. Life just comes out of you and just changes the situation around you. You affect the, the situation around you when you get the word in your heart and the word in your mouth. That is so incredible. Wow. Thank you, Tim. Yep. I really appreciate all of that knowledge and 
that wisdom, like I said. And hey, if you guys online got something out of this podcast today and you liked it, make sure to let us know by hitting that like button. If you think that this word that you heard today from Tim and the knowledge that he had to share could benefit someone you know, make sure to share it with them. And if you want to see more of the podcasts that we have coming up or you want to find the other ones that we have up already, make sure to hit subscribe and, you know, I just want to thank you guys so much for tuning in. And I want to thank Tim for being willing to come on and yeah, share, to be here. share your years of knowledge and wisdom with us. And if you have anything you want to say is maybe just a closing thought, feel free. Well, I would just encourage everyone just to be passionate about the word. Um, just don't let the, the cares of this world, um, the distractions um, to, to affect you, um, but just really be passionate about God. Be passionate about his, his word and allow the word of God to change you. Amen. Amen. Have a good day, you guys.